whether it be the intentions of the far left, conservatives, or the personal intentions that define everyone's life goals, motives determine ultimate success or failure in the things that matter the most in life. They lie at the heart of everything from a nation's definition to a person's eternal destiny. Whether it be the political corruption of the nation or the addictions that bind a person's soul, the solution drills down to the foundation of what our hearts are truly seeking after. Today on Life Journeys, Pastor Hardika is going to dive into the question of why overcoming life challenges is sometimes so difficult. It may be worry over a job, or addiction, or relationship failures. Or it may be the deep divides that exist today in America. What a man is seeking at the core of his soul is put in the spotlight today. New York Times columnist Brett Stevens wrote an article that the Times refused to print. It's about the firing of one of its own reporters for using a racial slur. Though the slur was only used to report a phrase that a high school student used in one of her own presentations. His intent was to merely report a slur that the 12-year-old herself reported on. But even though the intent was innocent, just allowing the phrase to be printed was enough. I'm sharing a part of what he wrote because the issue of intent in the impeachment trial of Donald Trump is clear. It seems to have nothing to do with high crimes, but rather the motive is a personal, political, power struggle and subversion of the American democratic process. Mr. Stevens wrote, Every serious moral philosophy, every decent legal system, and every ethical organization cares deeply about intention. It is the difference between murder and manslaughter. It is an aggravating or extenuating factor in judicial settings. It is a cardinal consideration in pardons, or at least it was until Donald Trump got in the act. It's an elementary aspect of parenting, friendship, courtship, and marriage. A hallmark of injustice is indifference to intention. Most of what is cruel, intolerant, stupid, and misjudged in life stems from that indifference. Read accounts about life in repressive societies and what strikes you most is how deeply the regimes care about outward conformity and how little for personal intention. Intention is everything. This truth the New York Times refused to print. Today in America, political intention and media intention seems to clearly override the good of our country or the will of the majority to maintain the fundamental values that we were raised on. Then, there's this by Simon Black in the Daily Bell. Schools across the land are adopting a curriculum that's being pushed from the organization Black Lives Matter. The Black Lives Matter at school curriculum has absolutely nothing to do with history, let alone black history. Instead, the organization presents an entirely Marxist, ultra-woke agenda. The website literally states, We engage comrades through the curriculum's 13 guiding principles. One of these guiding principles is disrupting the Western prescribed nuclear family structure to replace it with villages that collectively care for one another in a specially 
our children. Now we're supposed to award untold influence over our kids to self-described trained Marxists. And they go on to teach that everyone is entitled to economic, social, and cultural help from our government. One resource in the curriculum advocates printing money to implement a system-wide social justice shock. Another teaches that white supremacy is a fundamental component of our founding documents. The Constitution was not a document to promote democracy, but to prevent it. One lesson plan instructs teachers to have their students write your own hex poem, cursing specific people who have been agents of police terror or global brutality, including small microaggressions. For example, people who say, all lives matter. The curriculum suggests instructing kindergarten students that everyone gets to choose if they are a girl or a boy or both or neither or something else. This curriculum teaches young people that you gain power in our society, not through accomplishments and deeds, but by gathering more titles of victimization. If we don't understand the intentions of political or educational influence, we are sure to be defeated by evil. However, let's look at this on a most vital personal level. Listen, sin is strong. It masters countless millions of lives. Hell is filling up because sin is stronger than man. If you're a Christian, are you really committed to God's honor no matter what? People addicted to political power, chemical addictions, or any number of secret sins are often willing to pay any price, including the loss of personal integrity, or relationships, or marriages, or their children's future. Jesus made a very profound and vital statement in John 7:18 when he said, He that speaks of himself seeks his own glory, but he that seeks his glory that sent him the same is true and no unrighteousness is in him. It truly is God's glory that keeps a man free of sin. Men have distorted freedom to mean free to do what we want. True freedom is defined by liberty from bondage to sin, not from men's chains. Seeking is a concept that defines and determines our goals, motives, treasures, what we are really following after. Seeking our own glory is a failing endeavor, for the glory of man is corrupt, according to the Word of God. It says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. We will never find what we seek in the glory of man, and we will hate, be jealous, selfish, afraid, inadequate, and ego-driven. Our truth will be distorted, for all our judgments will be towards a lie. That lie that says we can attain what our soul longs for by our own means. We have fallen short of God's glory, and we need to get back to it. We pay the price, not to earn the glory, but to manifest and to live in the glory of God. We are changed into His image from glory to glory, Paul says. Jesus gave us His glory so that we could be one with the Father and one with one another. Moses prayed that he could see the glory of God because of the task that was ahead for him. Jesus said in the last day, the great day of the feast, If any man thirst, let him come unto me and drink. 
He that believes on me, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Believing in Jesus is believing in his glory and the truth that comes from seeking the right thing in life. God's glory is what this is all about. Life flows from that and we no longer hunger for what can never satisfy. We're filled and have the power to defeat the temptation to sin. Whether it manifests in addiction, divorce, bitterness, or in America's case, political corruption and lust. If you've ever struggled, especially for years, with sin, consequences, and guilt, forgiveness by grace, deliverance, and then another round of failure, you probably need to look at whose glory you're really after. Everything is about God's glory. We're measured by it, given it, made to seek it, to find it, and manifest it, and finally be filled with His glory. If our life motive is not centered upon this, we will struggle with truth, with God's will, and with sin. Jesus said that the one who is seeking his glory is true, and no unrighteousness is in him. Without the intention to find and to live for God's glory, life will be a constant up-and-down struggle. As a Christian, you can fake it for a while, but it'll catch up with you when the fun fruit, I call it, loses its rewards and the roots have not been planted deeply in the soul's thirst for God's glory. Living in the ego-driven, fragile, all-too-offendable selfishness of carnal Christianity leaves the heart broken, wounded, bitter, and afraid. Loneliness can set in. Backsliding and disillusionment can cement vows that are familiar with the phrase, Never again. A trail of divided churches, severed relationships, accompanied by hours of self-defense and stories of who did what to who is all the result of men living in their own glory in the name of Christ. We simply can't live free of sin's grip through forgiveness and faith and mercy alone. We need God's glory to seek after it, find it, and ever thirst for more of Him. Anything less becomes a distortion of the gospel and is ineffective. Truth is not merely defined by what was said, seen, heard, or done. It's not established under a lab's microscope or in evidence in the courts of men. Truth is a person, a life, and has its foundation in the glory of God. He that seeks God's glory is true. You become true, not just one who tells the truth or deduces truth. You have no deception lingering on your soul's fragrance. You are about God's glory instead of your own. Let me tell you from personal experience, when you seek God's glory, you will find it. Consider His creation, pursue His power and wisdom, His eternal being and creative ability. Then look intently at the cross. When you realize that it is His will to give you His glory, you can begin to experience something within that is greater than all this world can bring. This Christian life is about the glory of God sought, restored, and experienced. Jesus prayed, The glory that you have given me, I have given to them, that they may be one. Only God's glory can make us united. Moses said, This is what the Lord has commanded you to do, so that the glory of the Lord may appear to you.